There's something so indescribably sexy about you standing in the middle of a crowd. Uh, this is going to hurt you a lot more than it will me, I'm happy to say. Mornings are about to get nasty. It's the Mizzy Bender Show. Good morning, sexy humans. You're listening to the Mizzy Bender Show on this fabulous Thursday morning. Today's guest is an incredible guy with huge knowledge in the kink world, a territory that I really want to start tapping into. He invited me on to his podcast called What Women Want and Other Wonderful Humans, which you can find on my blog if you're curious on what the conversation was like and all that jazz. Um, His show has been running since October of 2020 and has just been named the official podcast of FetishCon which is truly incredible. So you know that what he's bringing to the table is valuable and he's definitely um, respected within the industry from what he's doing and the information that he's bringing to the table. And and, and I mean, if you just listen to him, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, And during, the one thing I'll say is during the episode that he and I recorded, so much of what we were talking about resonated with me on such a huge level. I really felt the need that I needed to bring him on to the show to really explain all of it. He teaches this class called Kindness and Other Kinks that came out of this really awesome scene, um, which he explains further on into the episode. But when he was sharing the story with me, I knew it was something that I needed to highlight because so many of us struggle with body image, self-confidence, and just self-acceptance in general. Through constant conversation that we have, you continuously hear me talk about all of my struggles and, you know, all the things that I'm trying to do to improve and become more self-confident and just feel really comfortable in my own skin. You know, not just necessarily my own skin, but definitely when it comes down to my business as well. And so there was a lot of different things that he and I talked about within his podcast that made me really think about myself which is going to then turn into another conversation or another podcast piece down the line in regards to body image and the different conflicts that we have within ourselves over these different things. But that's a totally different topic. For now, we're going to hear his journey. We're going to hear just a lot about uh, his passion points and why kindness and other kinks is such a valuable tool when educating others. So without further ado, please, John, welcome yourself to the show. Well, my name is John, otherwise known as Hi There Catsuit to the kink and fetish community. I am the host of What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want, presented by Dating Kinky. It is a show that takes a look at the authentic side of the personalities that make up the kink and fetish world and also educators and entertainers of other types as well. Uh, I'm in about my sixth or seventh year of my kink journey where I've been out and about. But before that, I've had a fetish that has gone back to when I was, I can picture it three years old watching Batman growing up in 1966. And so when I went through puberty, I realized, well, certain things are causing me to feel certain ways. 
and the rest is history. There was a 20-year span where I was in a marriage, vanilla, kink-shamed all the way through, so I had to put it away for a while. So now that I am uh, on my own and enjoying life, I've been examining everything there is to, that I can about kink and fetish and have had some wonderful uh, scenes, have not had a dynamic that has lasted a long time as of yet. So I'm looking forward to possibly getting into that. And I have been very lucky to have some amazing people who are legends in the industry bring me into their dungeons and uh, allow me to see a little bit about what makes them tick so much. As a matter of fact, I, just before the show, I was editing a podcast that I had with Temptress Raven Eve, who is an amazing dominatrix from Dayton, Ohio. And we did a video version of my podcast. And the part I was editing, she had me in a full cloth hood in a straight jacket, uh, basically with a microphone dangling from my neck, my asking the questions that. through that. <laughs> while she stood there answering them. So. Were you like feeling like overwhelmed? Like, like how did you find your center? Um, I have trouble with hoods and she had actually been trying to help me through that. Since it was a cloth hood, it wasn't so bad. But the interesting part about it was that I was so concentrating on the podcast i had my eyes closed for about the first five minutes and then i opened them up and i saw some of the red lights of the dungeon and it brought me to this surreal place of realizing that i was there captured at the same time trying to do my podcast so i wasn't going into any sort of scene or subspace but i did appreciate the fact that this is what this woman does so well, puts people into a position that they can discover new things about themselves. And to me, that's what the beauty of kink is. You know, we talk so much about kinky sex and maybe we don't talk about it, but the outside world talks about it when they don't realize that kink is so much about the connection between two people. Mm -hmm. And if it, it involves sex, good on you. Right. But if you really get down to it. Olivia Ukula, who is a Hall of Fame dominatrix out of Los Angeles, born and raised in Russia, had an opportunity to have her on my show. And she called it the ultimate intimacy. Mm -hmm. When you really can see not only to a body, but to a mind, to a heart and to a soul. Mm -hmm. And that's what makes our world so beautiful. You know what? That's a really great way to put it because when you really are connected with like, so I'm, I'm, you know, just submissive uh, in that field, but when I'm able to let my guard down completely and completely be submissive, the most amazing things go on. And, and I've only had a few experiences and I don't know that I would find, I, I would have to find somebody I would trust again to, you know, kind of pull me to the next level. Cause there's still so much more to explore, but it is a really deep connection because it's not sex that's going on. You know, I'm just talking about, uh, you know, different sensory plays from like mm -hmm. claws to floggers to, 
just different sense, you know, you know, it, is it just sensory? Is there a different? No, there's sensory, there's impact. There is some, uh, I guess you'd call it for lack of a better term, playful torture in there. Okay, when you yeah. use clips on things yes, and such. Exactly. So all these different things, like I'm like, to feel what happens inside and know that it's not even like a penetration thing. And mm-hmm. to know that you're, it, it's just an unexplainable type of thing. And so it was really nice to hear you map it out the way that you just did, because I've never really thought about it into like that many levels of it. The first time I ever had a public scene was with a wonderful young lady uh, who goes by the moniker of Secret Vixen. And she tied me down on a bondage table with my hands above my head and my ankles, obviously down towards the back, but also put ropes all the way across me on this wonderful table. And I could not move an inch. And because this was my very first scene, I didn't know what to ask for. So she started doing some light CBT on me, which using uh, clothespins. And even though she was doing something with my private parts, what was really making me get into that wonderful space was the fact that I couldn't move an inch. Mm. I had no choice about where I was going to be or what I was going to try to do. Mm -hmm. And at the end of this scene, she unhooks me, unties me. I get up and I'm sitting up. And I start bawling. And she goes, are you okay? And I said, actually, I'm the most okay I've been in ages because for the first time in more than a dozen years, I wasn't thinking about what I had to do or thinking about what I had done. I just spent the last 45 minutes being in the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what I became addicted to. Mm-hmm. So fast forward to some scenes that I've had recently where I've been going through a lot of ups and downs. Uh, uh, people who read my stuff on FetLife know that because I'm very open with my audience. And there was a time when I was just anxious as all get out and I could not focus on anything. And an amazing uh, woman named Katie flogged me with some very heavy floggers to the point where I just went blank in my mind. I needed to feel something real. And the pain on my back and the pain on my bottom was replacing the pain that was going on in my heart. Mm-hmm. And suddenly I became nonverbal and non-responsive. And she'd never seen me like that because I always have what my play partners call cat suits puppy noises mm-hmm. where I'm like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> and when she stopped hearing that, she knew something was going on. And by the time she finished, when she unhooked me, I pretty much collapsed. Mm. And it's that need to feel something real. Now, I've just been through one of the most hellacious weekends of my recent memory. Mm. Had a third date set up with an amazing woman who I had been, I actually got to make out with her, which I haven't gotten a chance to do a lot of. And it was our third date. 
And we were set up at my favorite restaurant here uh, locally. I could literally walk to it from here. And I was so excited to share that with her. And I sit down at 6.30 when uh, I actually got there about 6.15. And our reservations were 6.30. And then 6.35 shows up. Mm. And 6.40. 6.45. And I look at my phone and there's no texts, no messages. And I looked at the lady at the host stand and I said, I'm going to give up my table. I'm going to go home and do some laundry. Oh, no. Did you hear from her? No. Like, what is with the whole ghosting? This would have been our third date. I had no indication. As a matter of fact, the, the evening before, she'd sent me a text going, uh, I sent her a text to me doing karaoke, and she went, oh, that's really cool. Like what? And there was no indication. Isn't that crazy? I don't understand people at all. I don't either. Like, and then the next day was the day that should be one of the most joyous days in my life, which is the day my son got married. But my son is getting married for a very interesting reason, because they weren't supposed to be married for two more years. Oh. Because he's giving his kidney to his mom. <gasps> In a kidney transplant. Oh and they God. wanted to be married before that happens. So I go there and I'm happy for my son. My ex and I had not seen each other since the divorce. She chose not to talk to me or chose not to speak with me ever since then. Mm. So I go by her wishes and I just maintain my distance. Right. Unfortunately, she spent the toast going over all the things that I did wrong in in her eyes mm. Mm. and told the happy new couple, I hope you don't ever have to go through this. No. Oh, come on. Which, you know, shame on her because I'm sure your toes could have involved, listen, you know, I really want to be myself here. And <laughs> let's talk about, you know, the different things. Here is my toast. I, I did, I quoted first Corinthians and I am not a religious person, mm -hmm. but my son is, mm -hmm. uh, which is uh, love is patient. Love is kind. Love never fails. That's the Reader's Digest version of it. Mm -hmm. And I said, my son is about to have the most amazing act of love ever. He's giving part of his life to give life back to the person who gave him life. Mm-hmm. And I said, if that's not love, nothing ever is. Yeah. And I wish both Drew and his mom the speediest of recoveries and genuine love, because that's what love is all about. Mm -hmm. And I broke down crying, gave my son a hug, and I said, I got to go. Yeah. Because oh I couldn't stick around. Yes. But... So I mentioned, I mentioned this and, and I don't mean to be Debbie Downer, but I mentioned this so people can understand what kink can do for me. Yes. I am dying to find a scene for this week. Yeah. Because I want to go away. Now, let me ask you this question because, you know, you're, you're on one side and I'm on the swing side. So the swing side is not very educated when it comes down to rules thoughts mm -hmm. emotions and things like that so some have the interpretation that bdsm is used too much to manage through your emotions 
or it's your way of, you know, there's a misinterpretation of, of why and how your emotions are tied to it. So mm-hmm. I'm not really saying it the right way, but if you can explain it down okay. to... Looking for the ultimate adult entertainment night of your life? Check out mindbenderparties.com. Subscribe to our mailing list to receive the latest event listings and updates. Mindbender Parties. Mindbender Parties. Where life is anything but ordinary. Uh, Let you know that there's an amazing program uh, put on by the Accidental Swingers called The Swinky Life, Hmm. where they talk about the intersection of kink and swinging. And I had them on my show uh, from FetishCon uh, back last, when was it last, uh, last August. And I think I had them on in October. Mm-hmm. And they talk about the fact that it all comes down to consent. Mm-hmm. The difference between how swingers may see it and how BDSM people may see it. Mm-hmm. BDSM people are all about consent and negotiation, and this is what you can do, and these are my hard limits. And ours is ask permission first and then do. Mm -hmm. Now, I haven't been in a swinging environment, but a lot of times there, it's go with the emotion and go with what feels right. Mm -hmm there may not be a, may I have consent to do this or have right. consent to Which do there that. should be. There should always be. And the BDSM side of things, yes, it can be very emotional, but it can also be really, really sexy. Mm. It can be bringing somebody to such a peak, whether it's through edging and bringing people so close and then holding back. Mm-hmm bringing them so close again to the point where I've always talked about the scenes that I've seen where the woman's legs are tied together and there's a there's a Hitachi right there and you can tell that if you ever just cut the strings and let the legs go through there would be this huge rush yeah that's the sex part and that's what does it but it's the mindful part about the the joy of keeping those legs together right, and seeing what you can do to drive them to that point to where there is this insatiable need to just let go. Mm-hmm. Now in the non-sexual side of things, when I said, I'm really looking for a scene this weekend. Yes. I'm looking for someone who would allow me to just let go. Mm-hmm. Nothing to do with an orgasm but everything to do with giving up my mind, my heart, my soul to submission of some kind Mm -hmm. and just go, you've taken me there. Right. I have called kink the world we live in where when we are in it, no one else exists. It's so true. And that is how I see kink. That Mm -hmm. is how I see the beauty of two or more people, because it can be a multi-person scene. Mm -hmm. I've seen some amazing multi-person scenes. Mm -hmm. Uh, One that comes to mind is with, with my friend, uh, Tina Page and Dahlia and, and uh, uh, 
help Sophia. I, I had to say, uh, because I always call her bunny because she was dressed up as a bunny when she played me. But there was this beautiful scene where all three of them were tied to this predicament thing where they had vibrators. Each one of them had a vibrator parked between their legs and they all had nipple clamps that oh were attached oh. to the wrist of one of the other people. <gasps> Stop it. So if that person lost their strength and having to keep their wrists up in the air, if they lost their strength, then suddenly the nipples would be pulled out in a very painful way. It's so intense, my gosh. <laughs> and that's that beautiful connection of the only thing you can be thinking of is keeping that wrist up. Right. If you start letting your mind wander, you're going to hear pain from one of your friends. Right. Oh, my gosh. And it's that hyper focus and that hyper attention to being in that moment. Oh, my God. That's what it's all about. It's so intense. And it's beautiful. Yeah. I mean, the feelings of uh, Amanda Wildfire, who's a, and I'm going to drop names here because uh, a lot of amazing people have, have, I've had the joy of being able to share space. You walk with. on with your proud self. Yeah. And Amanda Wildfire is a legendary dominatrix who did the original Gwen Media videos along with Jean Bardot back in the, in the 90s. And Amanda said, you know, John, you have a lot of woo energy when you play. It's It almost comes out as romantic. And I said, you don't realize that it's all appreciation. Mm. It's what the hell am I doing here? And how did I get so lucky mm. to be in the presence of such an amazing human? Mm. And in that case, too, because Queen P was there, too. And that appreciation is what People talk about the energy they have when they play with me. They said, we've never felt anything like it. And it's this appreciation. It's this wonder. It's this 59-year-old guy who, and I, I say guy, even though I consider myself gender fluid, mm -hmm. but that happened to be what came to my mind at another time. Another time I might say a 59-year-old human, mm -hmm. but what they uh, the space they allow me to have i have such appreciation and such reverence for when i was in uh when i was in minnesota uh doll mistress and i uh had met in naughty revival and, and doll mistress and said i want to i want to do a pickup play with you mm -hmm. i really want to do that a and she cuffed me and she, huh Pick up play? Pick up play. We'll talk about that. Okay. So so she she cuffed my wrist and then she put my wrist behind her back. So I had to give her a hug and she went, oh my God, this is exactly what I imagined it would be. Mm -hmm. We had never met before that night, mm -hmm. but she'd heard me talk about it so much. Right. Pick up play. Okay. So just like you have your amazing mind bender parties, mm -hmm. we have dungeon parties mm -hmm. or conventions and pick up play is when you decide you are going to negotiate with somebody that you've met there. Oh, okay. 
you may not know each other, but you might have similar interests. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they put up a board saying bottom seeking tops, top mm -hmm. seeking bottoms. Sometimes it's put on FetLife leading up to an event. Mm. And one of the most beautiful, and I talk about this in Kindness and Other Kinks, which I know is one of the things yes. we're going to talk about, is one of the kindest things you can do is make yourself available to people who don't have a partner. Mm -hmm. When you're willing to share your skills or your energy or your time with someone, mm -hmm. not everybody is in a couple. I wish I was in a couple. I'm not. Mm -hmm. I go to conventions usually by myself mm -hmm. and I am at the mercy of what I feel like is begging for a scene. Mm -hmm. But if the energy is right, people will say, I saw you talking to somebody today and you look like you were in, having such joy. I want to feel that with you. Mm -hmm. And whenever I go to a convention and I see top seeking bottoms and they talk about what they would like to do, as long as the bottoms don't treat tops like a fetish dispenser going, I want part of this, part of this. And for dessert, I'd like you to do this. Mm -hmm. It's not how it works. If you can come to this wonderful setting of a scene with each other and realize that it's just as much about what the top wants to do as it even is about anything the bottom's thinking of. Mm. That's what makes the most beautiful scenes. You know, that the makes trust sense. that you have in each other. Yeah. And that makes a lot of sense because right. You know, as the bottom, you clearly have these desires that you're looking to, you know, move through, but as the top, I would imagine that you have to be able to emotionally connect for you to be able to really provide the best experience to your bottom yeah and it's not always it's not always providing the experience it's not it's it's not providing a checklist it's creating a whole scene right. here is a perfect example mizzy oh well i mean i talk about like great experiences when yeah. i come out of my own bedroom like after spending <laughs> me i'm like that was great experience that was, that was... here is my main negotiation when I meet somebody new for the first time, they say, what do you want? Mm -hmm. And I say, in its simplest forms, I want to be stuck in a moment I can't get out of. Right. Now, what does that mean? It could mean I want them to restrain me to where I can't move. It may mean putting me in a predicament where I have to think about something and can't stop thinking about it. Mm -hmm. It may be impact where I'm stuck in feeling what I'm feeling until I may not want to feel it anymore. Mm -hmm. Have I told them to tie me up? Have I told them to hit me? No. They may go further and say, what are the kind of things you like? And I say, well, I'd love for you to, instead of saying, I'd love for you to use a flogger on me, I go, I'm in love with floggers. Mm. There's not a flogger you can use on me that I won't love. <laughs> and then they'll find the one that I don't love. And oh, that's yeah. what makes it fun. <laughs> because I like thuddy and somebody will find stingy and oh. I'll be like, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, I hate stingy so very much. <laughs> and the beauty of presenting that 
when I met a wonderful dom here in town, I presented her with a series of one-word negotiations. She had already looked at all my limits, likes, and loves, because I have a seven-page Excel spreadsheet that talks about my likes, limits, and loves, and it literally goes across, well, uh, do you not want it? Will you tolerate it? Do you like it? Do you love it? And you can basically put where you are and what your experience is, and it talks about all these different things and all these different positions and all these different things you can work on or you can have used on you. Mm. And she took copious notes. So all I had to do is give her one word. That's awesome. And it was great. That's fantastic. That is so good. So, I mean, you've shared so many different, you know, like parts of where your life has gone and different experiences that you've had. How did you get to the point where, kindness and other kinks was actually created is Mm -hmm. it like close from all these different things that migrated into sharing how to be a good human overall or kindness and other kinks came from a scene that happened at winter wickedness in columbus ohio about four years ago i i lose my train of time when it comes to covid me too. It oh, was just too. it was just before COVID. Mm-hmm. And I had a friend named Chloe Lee from Cleveland who was just a wonderful woman. Had been involved in a kink relationship for a long time, but had a really bad breakup to the point where she didn't want to get anywhere near a dungeon. Oh. And after that, she gained about 40, 50 pounds. She felt old. Mm. She didn't feel like she belonged anymore. Mm. She didn't think, why do I want to go to a kink convention? I know I don't want to, I don't want to be there in lingerie where other people are going to see me. And, and although I love the impact, I just don't want to be there. Yeah. Yet she came. And I had talked to another top about doing a scene with her where this woman was going to be the dom. She wanted to be the dom. So she did all the impact and restrained her and blindfolded her. And and Chloe was restrained with her arms out to the side and a blindfold in the middle of this rather large room because the King Conventions usually take place in a ballroom. And she started warming up with a flogger on Chloe's behind and her back. And once she got to the point where she was not, uh, the Dom was not warming up anymore. She was hitting pretty hard. I walked up to Chloe and she didn't know I was there. And I said, your beauty's on your inside. It doesn't matter what you look like outside. Mm. And I stepped back. Mm. And then there were more hits and impacts. And what she didn't know is I had gathered all her friends. And one by one between impacts, they came up and told her what they thought. You belong here because this is where your heart is. Mm. 
And this went on for at least 20 times of us going up and saying things to her. So you could see the tears. That's what I was going to ask. Was she like. Not from the impact, but from the impact of the words and the impact of the floggers. Right. And at the end of the scene, she had her arms to the side and she had her blindfold on. And we all stood in front of her when the blindfold came off. And she saw us all there. Mm. And to her, her arms were released and I am standing in front of her. And I know this is an audio type podcast, but I'm holding a notebook in front of her. And she looks down and looks up at me and I hand her the notebook and she opens it up. And on the pages of that notebook are everything that we had said to her. Oh, my gosh. And I said, Chloe, you know that there's blank pages on that. Those are to write the compliments and the beautiful things that are still to come. And of course, she starts crying. How could you not? Well, from that scene started a tradition with Mm me. Mm -hmm. That I would give notebooks to every person that I played with. Mm. Because the original idea was I'd give a big notebook to the top that I play with so they could take notes about scenes. Right. These little notebooks started making their way around. I ended up giving out, I want to say, 20 at Winter Wickedness. Not because 20 people play with me, but people started connecting with me. Right. And then I started using them in real life. With people who connected with me. Mm. And then I started using them professionally because we never give ourselves the joy of reminding ourselves of the little things that make us happy. Mm-hmm. So inside the notebook, when it's given to them and I'm trying to see if I have an insert here so I could read off of it. And I'm going to be embarrassed if I don't. Oh, on one second. Ah, found it right here is a piece of paper. And inside it says the notebook. It started as a thank you gift for people who played with me and eventually became my trademark. They are given out to people I've developed a connection with in life. It can be a chance meeting or a long-time relationship. When I give you a notebook, it shows I care about you. The purpose of this book is to take inventory of your small victories, compliments, good things, and other things that bring you joy. When you're having a bad day, I want you to go back and read it to yourself and remember the positive difference you're making in others' lives just by being who you are. Mm. Be well and always be good to yourself. John, a.k.a. Hi there, Katsuit. Yeah, that's pretty powerful. Now, when I do it in professional life, obviously the Hi there, Katsuit isn't there and it's not talking about playing. But I've now given out more than 200 notebooks. Uh, I think it's almost approaching 300. 
I started teaching this class called Kindness and Other Kinks, where we talk about how you can use kindness within the context of a scene, and most of all, how you can use kindness to yourself, mm. how a dom can show kindness to their sub, how couples can show kindness to each other and encourage each other to do amazing things. And the last time I taught this class was down at the Coastal Carolina Fetish Fair. And I had about 10 people in each class. And at the end of the first session, I realized I needed to bring a box of Kleenex because everybody was crying at the end. Mm -hmm. And so I bought a box of Kleenex and we pretty much used the whole thing for the, the next section of the class. It's so amazing. And what I realize is that people need to be reminded to be kind to themselves. Mm -hmm. And this comes partly from a, a heart that's been broken for so many years. Mm -hmm. Somebody who's been searching for that kindness. And when I don't receive it myself, I try to give it out in abundance. Mm -hmm. Yes. Hoping that somebody somewhere will go, John's worthy of that. I want to give that to them. Mm. Well, but until then, I'm going to keep giving out notebook after notebook because I want people to be kind to themselves and love themselves because I genuinely love who I am. Mm. I am proud of who I am. I just like to be able to share the journey. Mrs. Booty, your alternative adult shop. Looking for a naughty novelty gift? Then look no further. Mrs.Booty.com. Subscribe to our mailing list to receive updates on sales and new products. I understand completely. You know, I can relate very much to what you're saying. During my marriage, I had such a difficult time that you end up like portraying so much more, you know, you almost like overcompensate because you, you don't ever want the world to feel the way that you're feeling. And so you begin, you become just like, I'm going to go so far and, and, and I'm not going to say crazy, but like, I've taken, I've taken my kindness to like all sorts of different levels because you recognize that even you and I, you have, you know, we don't really know what each other's are living, you know, at this very moment, we could be having the most very difficult days of our lives. But the point of the matter is to always be supportive and to make them feel open and happy and just that they, sh they don't need to feel sadness at this moment in time. I was listening to something with the Dalai Lama and he was pretty much saying that, you know, like you can just be happy all the time. Yeah, of course, there are moments where like little hiccups come along or whatever, but you wholeheartedly could just make the conscious decision just to be happy and to share that kindness with everybody else. And I was like, well, that's so simple. That's so simple. <laughs> I will share my kindness, but I can't always be happy because for me, sometimes it just piles up. Yeah, I agree. And happily, when it works, kink is what allows me to get away from that. Right. Remember my description. It's the world we live in when the rest of the world goes away when we're in it. Mm -hmm. And that's where I'd like to be able to have those moments mm -hmm. because there I'm safe. There I'm protected. I mean, I've had scenes when I have been so bound up 
and absolutely unable to move. And it's the safest place I've ever felt. Mm. Because I'm totally out of control and I need to allow myself the grace to let go. It's almost like, would you say that you're going into a meditative kind of state because you have to just kind of, you do, you have to focus so very much. Like I've only been, I've only been tied up one time, suspended too, and it's like upside down. (laughs) And there were a lot of moments where I had to really strongly focus because we were at an event and like, you know, there was all sorts of different things going on around me. And, and at the slightest moment of distraction, you get so thrown off for a minute and you realize how important it is afterwards when you like get out of that moment of like, damn it, I wish I stayed in the moment mm-hmm. the whole time because it really is a weird, peaceful Zen afterwards. It is the next time you the next time you have an opportunity to be suspended, put ear pods in mm-hmm. and crank up Lindsay Sterling. Oh yeah, see, like I said, next time I do it, I want to be like I don't want to be at an event. Like it has to be somewhere private. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I was doing a podcast; it was almost research, so it mm-hmm. was you know like hand in hand thing. But after I had done it, I said, "Oh, I'm really happy I experienced it that way." But to really fully understand mm-hmm. the whole thing, uh, it has to be done privately behind closed doors and definitely in a very set up scene way. If you ever have to do it in public, though, put, yeah. as I said, put a set of earpods in. The reason I mentioned Lindsay Sterling is the violin matched with the beats mm-hmm. provides this intense, beautiful surroundings for your brain. Oh, okay. And if you have a blindfold on while you're being suspended and you don't know where oh, you shit. are, yeah. it takes you into the. That sounds thing. really out of my comfort zone. Okay. <laughs> Let's not take it too far. Let's not take it too far. That's okay, Mizzy. Fair enough. <laughs> that might be like one of my hard boundaries. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> no, you know so. I um I I really am happy that you shared so much because your kindness goes with kind of like how I feel in life, just being very kind. And when you had invited me onto your show, I was just so humbled and so excited because I was like, oh my gosh, you know, this is this is really fantastic. And when we were on the podcast together, you had said to me that I need to be a little bit more kind to my own self and I need to be a little bit more you know, accepting that I'm doing okay, you know, good things and, and, Mm -hmm. you know, all these and whatever your conversation was with me, I have to say, I've really thought about it and have really applied actions. And I am in like such a better place now because of it, because I was able to like, take a minute and say, you know what, you're right. It is okay to, support my own self and be happy with some of the things that I'm doing and, and not feel out of control, like selfish or anything of the sorts. And we're all human. And, you know, just some of the principles that you were talking about, just everything that you stand behind. I was like, you know what, I really need to just like think this through a little bit more. So I had a lot of growth after our recordings. I just wanted to make sure that I shared that with you because kindness and other kinks like it's my whole world you know and so it just was like this is so brilliant you know this is the best way to launch into you know my season and kind of lay the foundation of just what this world needs to be a little bit more of and that's kind and so who better to do it than talk about it with you 
Thank you. Mm-hmm. I think one of the things that is sometimes overlooked, especially with the amazing models and people who are in the industry and the doms that look absolutely perfect is, and you'll see me do this from time to time within comments, you'll get the scores of people who go, you're hot. I do that. Nice ass, nice rack, blah, 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 blah. And then you'll see this comment from me where I'll say, your happiness is what shows in this picture. Mm. When I see pictures from you at parties, and I think I saw one of you near a stripper pole, (laughs) and you could just see the energy coming off of you in this, this is my happy space. This Mm -hmm. is where it's not about what I'm wearing or not wearing. It's just about the fact that I get to be me in a space that I can celebrate myself. And if other people enjoy it, that's great. But this is for me. Yes, yes, yes. And (laughs) the other day, um, Alexandra Snow, who's an amazing dominatrix out of Columbus, Ohio, said, what kind of slave shall I buy today? She was at a conference where they had a slave auction. Mm -hmm. And I said, my hope is for you to find one that brings you joy, connection, and makes you feel all the things that you want to feel. And I'm sure that, that, and people have told me you're on, like on Fed, like John, you're on a kink site. Yeah, people want to get, people want to get their rocks off. But do you know how many deep connections you can have simply by bringing out the authenticity and the vulnerability and the genuineness mm-hmm. in people? Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. Like, I don't know who I read something somewhere. Be so much of yourself that everybody around you feels like they could be themselves too. And so like, I always just think about that. And I'm like, well, like, I just, I always just want to be the way I think everybody else should be. And that is, I mean, you're not happy, right? You can't be happy all the time, but Mm -hmm. providing an environment and a space to compliment and it not be awkward or weird. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Those messages that are left that are kind like that, those are the individuals that I remember on social media because mm-hmm. they're not just putting that one-off comment of nice ass, the, you know, or the normal comments. Like it's like a nice comment and you're like, you know what? Thank you so much for thinking now this is going to be contradictory more of me than just my ass. Right? Mm-hmm. Like my posting my ass photo, like go figure. What am I supposed to say to that? But <laughs> you know what I mean? There are some times though where, the photos aren't sexualized, but the comments mm-hmm. are sexualized. And I'm just like, but this doesn't make any sense. You know, like I'm coming on here being, you know, trying to be motivating at this moment in time or send a, a, a kind, nice message. And you're saying something so far that's not, doesn't even make any sense with it. And so, you know, it's like some of this stuff drives me crazy, but I do remember all of those that are just like you. And they're very far and few in between. I think there's like, not hardly any men. Let me paint this picture for you. And I want to see what your reaction is. Oh, okay. 
you are standing on a stage in front of one of your parties where everyone's eyes are directly on you. Mm. You would have to think that a lot of the guys are like, God, this is a hot woman. But what are you thinking as you look out over all those people? Oh, what, well, honestly, so when that's happening, I'm looking if they're smiling, if they're laughing, if they're chat. Like, I'm watching what they're doing because what they're doing dictates what I do next. So I'm always watching that, like that. That's really. So it's never a case of, God, I feel sexy. It's, oh my gosh. I have them where I want them. Yeah, I guess if you want to put it that way, it's never on the sexy side of things. When I get on the stripper pole, mm-hmm. I'm trying to be sexy because there's <laughs> that. But like maybe it's two different examples. Exactly. When I'm on the stripper pole, I'm doing a very specific thing and I'm trying to be like erotic, even though mm-hmm. it may not happen. I don't know. But like when I'm on the stage in front of everybody and that's my moment. I feel like I'm like the hype girl then, right? My Mm -hmm. job now transitions to make sure you guys are all having a good time. So by that, you know, my mind isn't even in a sexy point Mm -hmm. of view. You know, it's like, I'm definitely going out and shaking my ass and dancing like and, and having the best time of my life because that's what makes me happy. But it's not not a sexual moment at that point in time. I do know, though, that the audience mm-hmm. is in a sexual state of mind. And that's okay. I yes. mean, that's yes. that's the ambiance of what you yes. have there. Yes. But I am hoping that there's one time on that scripper pole mm-hmm. where you are spinning and moving and the rest of the world goes away and you just think, oh my God, this is for me. Well, you know, I will say in a lot of my times that I get into just like solid dancing and it happens at every event, like I'll just be doing my thing. I don't really like dancing with partners and too close together because I'm a wild woman when I dance. (laughs) Those, Like when I get in those moments, the world goes away and I make sure I make those moments happen a few times in the night because People, I don't think, realize how hard the hustle and bustle is of what what we actually do. You know, it's it's a it's a lot to manage, and so to it, prioritize for my own mental health, it's really important for me to take those moments at the event and just balls to the walls, just let loose, and just go super free. So there's different points in time. So I do switch my business hat to you know freedom hat to sexy hacks there are moments where i'm like i got this sexiness going and i'm gonna fucking bring it right now you know like so i do go through my flows of it all so i'm going to ask you to put on your kinky hat okay let's negotiate oh okay what is the kind of emotion and feeling you want out of a scene (sighs) you know this is a really difficult question for me to answer the only Hmm. Actually, and now I have to rethink this. I was going to say, I've only allowed one person to top me. And unfortunately, we don't really have a relationship at this moment in time. So it was a very different composition for me. And I've never really experienced much outside of just what she brought to the table for me. So Mm -hmm. I don't I don't think I can really answer the question properly because I don't think that I've 
I've never gone to her and was like, oh, let's do a scene. It was always in, you know, like it was an event. Initially, it started that, you know, she would want to do a scene with me, you know, when we first met. And that was the right composition because, I mean, that just was what it was. And Spencer, I'm backtracking a lot, but I feel like I need to give <laughs> the whole history for it to really understand. Mm -hmm. Spencer took me to Exotica one time. The, mm -hmm. like within the first couple of months that I met him, I had no idea anything of what Exotica was. So he took me and the head dungeon mistress was doing scenes on the cross, which happened to be one of Spencer's good friends. So we mm -hmm. went over and she did a small sensory thing. It was flogging. I don't think there was any, there was no paddles. It was just floggers mm -hmm. and she had like her huge claws and um, just like different variations of stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I got a few minutes on it. I was like, oh my God, this is the most incredible thing that I have ever experienced. I don't know if I would feel differently with somebody else because I have not run into another top that I would, that I've wanted to say, oh, please do a scene with me. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if my emotion, I don't know if my connection with her was because I was sexually attracted to her. And that mm -hmm. was an introduction to her, you know, like, I don't really know. So I don't know that I could properly give you the right answer. But that was all of it. This is my wish for you, that someone would do a scene with you. Mm. And I think it would be appropriate for your wrists and angles to be bound above and below you and to have you focused on all the different parts of you that make you feel beautiful. I feel like I through have a touch, mm -hmm. through touch, through words. And what it would be difficult for you is the fact that you would be out of control from accepting the joy and the compliments and the sensation because you want to be in control of it, but you have to let go mm. and accept that somebody sees you for who you truly are and is pointing it out to you. I'd really need to like find someone I really trust <laughs> or something like that. You know, like I, the bounding of my hands and legs, that's like a little bit tough. Sometimes Spencer can keep my hands a type a few minutes, but mm -hmm. I'm not sure. But I guess after this conversation and thinking a little bit, it is more about like a mind over matter type of thing and more of like that control and finding like an inner peace in a different kind of way, which I'm very open to. You know, I do have like those bits and pieces that I can compare it to. I think maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe I would look forward to a different kind of composition outside of an emotional attachment to who my top is and just have like an all out, just like breathing moment. Mm -hmm. hmm. It's, it's amazing when you feel it. Yeah. I mean, some of my favorite scenes have been sensation scenes and my, arguably my favorite scene of all time did not have one piece of restraint. Mm. I was not hit once. It was all in my mind. Mm. And I had, if anybody goes on my FetLife and, and reads uh, Rise of the Phoenix is the name of the, the writing. It was about a wonderful human 
who presented as a female towards me um, mm. because they are gender fluid and but they knew that I appreciated their feminine side. So presented as a female in a beautiful lace cat suit. Mm. And they proceeded to have me thinking about things from nine o'clock in the morning all the way until the time I arrived there. Mm. I had to text every hour mm. something that they didn't know about me. Mm. And if I failed to do it, there was a punishment. Oh boy. So when I got to the scene and we're talking and she says, we have the manner of your punishment and opens up a notebook that says cat suits failures on the top of the page. And they say, okay, we have to note your failure at 11 a.m. for not sending me a text. Do you see a pen anywhere around here? I look and there isn't one. Oh, no. And she said, I want you to pick a number from 21 to 34. I said, 27. She goes around the desk, opens up a box, shuffles through some things and pulls out a packet that has a 27 on it. She opens it up and produces a needle. Oh, my God. And she says, we have to notate your failure. Oh, my gosh. And she goes, present your hand to me. And I put my hand out. And she takes the needle and looks in my eyes. And she says, your failures are much more painful if someone else has to pay for them. And she pricked her finger. <gasps> Stop it. Oh, my gosh. And wrote in blood, 11 a.m. And swooshed it with her blood. Yikes. Now, what that was, was fear play towards me. But she knew that the guilt in my mind for her feeling the pain for what I did wrong would send me into a really crazy, thoughtful and crazy place. So we go through a number of things. And at the end of the scene, I am kneeling in front of her, looking into their eyes. And they say to me, what is it that you see? Because if I turn my eyes away from you, you will feel more abandoned than you've ever felt in your life. Oh, my gosh. So you have to tell me, what is it you see when you look in my eyes? And I said, I see beauty. So she said, it's only a reflection. And of course, I look in their eyes and I see me and realize that I described it as beauty and I just fall apart. Mm. Not one piece of restraint, not one impact. And everything was laid out on the table as though I was going to go through it all. Mm -hmm. And it was simply words that took me to that place. Mm -hmm. So the most beautiful things that we can go through, even in kink, 
may have nothing to do with what everybody else thinks kinks is kink, right. kink is. Yeah. Yeah. And so when I said to you, I would like you to be made to focus on the parts of you that make you feel beautiful. To have somebody investigate your entire body, but then find that one spot that has nothing to do with privates, but has everything to do with maybe it's the back of a cheekbone or the lobe of an ear or the or the back of your neck, just something that takes you there. Mm. And that's to me where the, this connection comes in and the beauty of it, because the thing that makes me feel so good is after somebody hits me really hard, they take their hand and they just simply caress it. Yeah. Yeah. And that puts me in heaven. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I could relate to some of it because like sometimes, uh, although a little different, like when Spencer and I are in the middle of doing the deed, he always, not always, like depending on what's what's going on, sometimes he'll like whisper these like really empowering things, you know, just about like who I am as an individual. And it really does, for a moment, it, it changes what your your excitement or whatever you want to call it is because it you become more turned on because you're like, oh my God, I, I don't even know what happens, honestly, but I do know that it changes my pitter-patter, you know, pattern a little bit that I'm just like oh okay that was really great thank you for saying that but yes like bang me a little bit harder <laughs> it's not the same but sort of I guess <laughs> but it's it's bursts of energy that are released out of you yeah and it, it can be that uh, that wonderful chemical that goes off in your brain yeah that just gets you prepared for the next thing that can happen right exactly oh my god yeah so you know although I haven't really like you know, gone down your path some, I can understand, you know, a little bit emotionally and, and have some future thoughts now based upon some of the stuff that we've talked about on how, like, I can enhance things further. And I'd be curious to see how my life pans out in the kink world. If I pursue anything further, if I find a top, like, I'd be really curious to see what the journey brings, truthfully. Well, if you have parties that are in the the place of the world that I happen to know, folks, I may I may put you together with some folks that can help you understand your journey more, not necessarily to participate with you, but maybe to be around uh, one of your parties and see what it's like and yeah. be able to open up some, some thoughts for you as well. Yeah, that'd be, yeah. I'm, I'm really, you know what? The future is grand. You just never know what's <laughs> going to happen. Um, I'm really happy that we've chatted so much about different things. And I'm happy that you shared how the kindness and other kinks came about, because I feel like it's a very powerful thing. And exactly that, not just for the lifestyle, for vanilla world also, you know, like every day we wake up with a challenge. Every day we feel insecure. Every day there are so many different things that mm -hmm. like we're battling so just to hear a transition point and just something so beautiful and, you know, you're able to share it with so many others now is just a remarkable thing. So I'm really happy that you shared it with us. Um, if anybody, if they want to learn more about you, where can they find you? 
It's easy to find me because I am under Hi There Catsuit, H-I-T-H-E-R-E-C-A-T-S-U-I-T, on FetLife, on Instagram, and on Twitter. And if you want to find everything there is about the podcast, What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want, we'd love to have you as a listener. And you get to hear some amazing interviews with some amazing people. You can find every way you can hear the show and connect with the show at Linktree, which is linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash what women want podcast. Fantastic. And all of these will be in the body of whatever platform it is that you're listening on uh, to be able to easily connect. So thank you so very much for joining us. And um, you guys are going to have to all stay tuned and see where this uh, relationship of ours takes us. I do hope that we'll see you this weekend at My Minute Party's 7th Annual Winter's Kiss. To RSVP, go to mindbenderparties.com and subscribe to the mailing list because you'll get all the updates to all the latest and greatest events and all that jazz. And definitely go shop Mizzy's Boutique for Valentine's Day, you're running out of time. Uh, com. All right, you guys. Until next time, I'll talk to you super soon. The Mizzy Bender Show, where no topic is off limits. Join the one and only Mizzy Bender as she talks everything sex, curiosities, fantasies, and more. Subscribe to our mailing list to receive the latest event listings and updates.